Hello everyone. Welcome to Voice of the Wild, an amazing podcast initiative by Naturalist Foundation. This is the season 2 and episode 1 of the podcast. With this podcast, we bring you closer to the world of wildlife conservation, scientific research and government environmental policy. I am Vanishri Naik and I'll be your speaker for today. Today I'll be talking about some important topics like the high records of global methane emissions and the increasing need for green energy. And on that note, we will discuss the One Sun One World and One Grid initiative by the Prime Minister of India. Lastly, we will be talking about how genetic studies could help protect corals from going extinct. So without further ado, let's get started. We are all aware that global warming which is excess heat retained in the atmosphere is mainly caused because of the increasing amounts of gases like CO2 methane nitrous oxide etc we'll be talking about one such greenhouse gas today which is methane global emissions of methane have reached the highest levels ever the noticeable increase is mainly because of industries landfills and agriculture Global culprits are said to be fossil fuels and cows. Yes, you heard it right, it's the cows. Methane emissions from cattle are almost equal to the fossil fuel industry. In fact, agriculture accounts to roughly 2/3 of all methane emissions caused by humans. Between 2000 and 2017, levels of methane emissions have caught such a high pace that the climate model suggests that it will lead to around 3 to 4 degrees of increase in temperature before the end of the 21st century and that's the kind of temperatures we have always been warned about scientists warn that such a rise in temperature could lead to natural disasters wildfires droughts and floods in 2017 earth's atmosphere absorbed nearly 600 million tons of methane gas which is around 28 times more likely to trap heat over a span of 100 years than CO2 annual methane emissions are up by 9% when compared to the early 2000s methane emissions from agriculture alone grew up to 11% since then the average from fossil fuels rose to nearly 15% the pandemic must have lowered the CO2 emissions because of the lack of vehicles traveling around and the industries being on shutdown but the methane levels have still not dropped because of agriculture and the household use tropical and temperate regions have seen the highest increase in methane emissions now how do we manage these levels basically we need to make changes in the way we feed our cattle or even grow our own rice We need to eat less meat and by that I do not mean going vegan or vegetarian but just keeping a check and feeding yourself what is required which again would not only keep you healthy but even the planet that you are living on Other changes could be made by replacing the oil and natural gas used in our cars and homes even opting for renewable energy like nuclear or solar rather than coal could make a huge difference In a country like India which is almost completely powered by coal energy the prime minister has come with a revolutionary idea called the one world one sun one grid seems exciting doesn't it so let's look into what exactly is this revolutionary idea and also talk about if it's actually as amazing as it sounds 
The mantra was first given by the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi in the October of 2018 while addressing the first assembly of the ISA that is the International Solar Alliance. He said, "We have a dream called the one world one sun one grid. We can generate round the clock electricity from the sun as it sets in one part of the world but rises in another part. The sun never sets for the entire earth." The Union Ministry of New and Renewable Energy that is MNRE had invited proposals for developing a long-term vision, implementation plan, road map and institutional framework for implementing the One Sun One World One Grid that is OSOWOG or OSOWOG. In May of 2020 as a part of the Atmanirbhar Bharat movement which means that the idea was now to be put to implementation. So what exactly is the plan? This is India's initiative to build a global interconnection of renewable energy resources. It will be undertaken in three phases according to the Indian government. The first phase including Southeast Asian countries and the Middle Eastern countries as India in the center. The second phase will include African countries and the third phase will be a complete globalization. The blueprint of OSOWOG will be developed under the World Bank's Technical Assistance Program that is implemented to accelerate the use of grid-connected rooftop solar installations. This plan seems like India's answer to China's Belt and Road Initiative that is BRI, which is primarily a way to boost their economy by connectivity and cooperation among the 78 partner countries. Now that it is certain what the plan is, talking about its positives is the obvious the positives of renewable energy are not a secret to the world in this age where electricity consumption is high and so is the pollution due to it renewable sources are the ray of hope these methods provide clean energy if implemented correctly without hampering the environment the plan would provide a global connectivity and also reduce india's dependency on coal mining and other non-renewable alternatives for energy generation thus providing economic benefits with falling cost of solar power generation and the increase in demand this plan seems to be one of a kind and has a good success probability the plan would not only provide constant energy but will also ensure low cost availability moreover the energy generated in one part of the world during the day could be used simultaneously by another even though the sun has set there for example when the sun sets in india it rises in a country like florida and vice versa this connection would ensure that the two countries could share electricity and high storage equipments would not be required every plan comes with negative impact and so does this the huge microgrid would have increased vulnerability to accidents weather and cyber attacks which could hamper electricity not just locally but also in another part of the world energy supply is necessary for a range of activities including defense essential services like hospitals etc under the project these will be dependent to a common grid any disruption caused can potentially affect the critical services in multiple continents and countries moreover the priorities of many countries would not essentially be clean power depending on their social economic status thus many countries would not agree to the idea there would also be transmission losses if a global sharing takes place 
creating a doubt in the overall efficiency which again puts a question on the cost of the electricity which is one of the motto large capital expenditures are no longer necessary for electricity generation anyone who can install rooftop solar or set up a microgrid can be in the electricity business leading to a questionable demand the shift on economy due to covid-19 also proves to be a negative impact the plan could end up developing the economics of large numbers rather than the economics of scale which means it focuses on large scale production but not the cost effectiveness solar energy also tends to take up a huge amount of space which could lead to deforestation if not implemented correctly there are many positives and negatives to the idea of osowog it could either lead to a disastrous fall or a high economic efficiency no doubt india receives plenty of sunlight which if used efficiently could give high benefits but does that make india the saudi arabia of the solar world just like mangroves protect shorelines from damaging storms and hurricane winds waves and floods there are other living creatures underwater that help protect our shorelines by absorbing water waves into their ridges these organisms with numerous ridges on its surface are called corals corals are like the rainforests of the ocean these colorful rock like structures are actually tiny organisms that come together to form huge reefs stretching to a hundred of kilometers corals are motionless organisms that have a hard outer exoskeleton made up of calcium carbonate they form a symbiotic relationship by housing a number of algae which give them these vibrant colors and around 95% of their nutrients comes through photosynthesis corals appeared in the fossil records of around 450 million years ago even before dinosaurs appeared on the earth until recently who reported warnings about rapid coral bleaching and now almost half of the corals from the great barrier reef have been lost to global warming we all are aware about coral bleaching and what we need to protect them from but do we really know how to protect them and how they are important for the ecosystem corals are one of the most biodiverse places on the earth as they cover less than 1% of the ocean floor yet support around 1/4 of the marine life for example the great barrier reef supports around 400 species of corals 1500 species of fish 4000 species of mollusk and 6 species of turtle it's mind blowing that they have evolved and inhabited millions of species in and around them that are well evolved to stay on corals and nowhere else just like the animals and birds that live in rainforests but why are corals important to us they provide food income and security for millions of people around the world the structures that they build can withstand hurricanes tsunamis storms protecting the shoreline they work as natural filters by controlling the co2 levels in the ocean by taking up carbonate ions from the water and these form the huge beautiful structures that they are known for this is the foundation for the tourism industry as well molecules discovered in coral reefs are important for research in antibiotics and now cancer drugs they provide a global value of 5.7 trillion dollars each year 
despite all the important and hard things they provide us with and being declared as world heritage site by the united nations the only thing we gave them is decades of environmental threats like warming waters pollution oil and overfishing it has been estimated that by 22nd century major parts of these systems will be lost corals are super sensitive to environmental changes due to warming waters and acidified oceans the algae living inside them boost up their production and this results in the production of excess of oxygen radicals which end up damaging the corals from the inside as a result they release these colorful algae in the water and become colorless which results in them to starve to death this phenomenon is known as coral bleaching bleaching is not permanent as algae can reestablish themselves when the conditions are back to normal but bleached corals struggle to survive and often die due to stress but we still have hope marine biologists are looking for ways to restore coral reefs and one of these techniques is by microfragmentation and fusion they break few fragments from an individual polyp of a healthy coral and raise them into underwater nurseries and once they are big enough they are glued onto dead and dying reefs with the hope of reestablishment this is a new technique and results showed around 25 to 40% faster growth in fragmented nursery grown corals than the ones that were left alone another step towards coral restoration was a new study done in columbia university that helped scientists examine coral dna coral biologists have discovered that no single gene was responsible for difference in a coral's response to bleaching but instead many genetic variants influence that trait with the help of these variants coral biologists can predict which coral may be able to survive in the face of a hotter sea scientists have found coral reef oases that have been able to avoid disasters and resist environmental changes this research may help us understand how corals adapt to changing environments and perhaps even make a hybrid by gene manipulation this might not help save all coral reefs but offers hope in times of rapid coral cover loss but if the hybrid is possible by gene manipulation then most of the corals can be saved but why do we need to go to an extent that we manipulate the nature without having known its future consequences and what if we fail do we still want to wait for some miraculous discovery or we do our part by making small changes that can be done every day today and right away i hope you all enjoyed this podcast we will keep posting such content every week please like share and subscribe or follow us and stay updated please support us on patreon to show appreciation towards our young team that create and provide such informatic content for you link is mentioned in the description thank you and see you next time